This is the Run In My Mouth Friday Funny, where it's funny because fill in the blank. I'm your host, Carly Sauer, aka Coach Carly, and today's podcast is a dynamic warm-up short excerpt from our upcoming episode to get you even more jazzed about tuning in than you already are. Hope you enjoy it. Happy weekend. And don't forget to leave your five-star review before you cool down and X out. In our upcoming full episode, we have Stephanie Boucher and I discussing her experiences as a nurse, mother, wife, athlete, chicken mommy, etc. From her career trajectory to her life advice for parents, this conversation will have you intrigued, laughing, and relating. As an MSN, CPNP, PC, IBCLC, and more, Steph is sure to keep you on your toes. It's funny because common sense ain't so common. Be sure to follow the Run In My Mouth podcast here to be alerted when Steph's episode drops on Monday. How or why they got in the position they got in to be in the ICU, you know, to be seeing you. For sure. I think that just, that hits home for a lot of people and especially like I mean, I've been around kids my whole life, but as a new mom, you know, with an eight month old baby, it's, she's sitting up, right? That's great. It's super, super exciting. But when I'm in the shower and I have her playing on the tile floor, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like the last thing I want is for her to be sitting up and go to reach for something and fall over and crack her head on the tile, you know? Yeah. So there's like blankets down and I don't make her sit up. I lay her down and try to give her things that she'll want to be laying down for, you know, of that nature. And I have a lot of friends who are like, how do you know to do that? I'm like, well, I didn't like read it in a book. I just, in my opinion, it's just kind of common sense. I was just going to say, that's just (laughs) common sense. But look, I will tell you after being in this field for, um, what year is it? 22. Okay. 12 years. I will tell you that common sense value your common sense people. If you have common sense, I don't know, learn how to bottle it and sell it because people just don't, people don't right. Have it. And if you have it, I really think it's an indicator for like, for how successful you might be in life. I really, I really do. I, I believe highly in common sense. I'm a, a big proponent of people with common sense. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I mean, you could like sort of bottle that in a couple different ways, right? It could be packaged as like street smarts versus book smarts, right? Or yep. life experience uh, yeah. wisdom versus college degree wisdom. You know, it's, yep. it, it can be sort of balanced and ping-ponged in a lot of different ways, but to have the thinking ability in certain situations, or like you said, just like general common sense, mm-hmm. I feel makes things, I don't want to say easier, but maybe smoother. Oh yeah, for sure. In life. And then when you also have that with sort of like catapulted life experience, like if you've ever been through a trauma or like you've been in the ICU every single day, you know, and really sort of like puts you into a different place. So with all that experience and sort of your, your ins and outs of going from school straight in there, how and why, and when did you make the decision to just totally like exit hospital life and go into 
family practice, like a little smaller, you know, more focused where, you know, everyone, you see them all the time. Like what made you sort of take that switch? Great question. I, I get that a lot actually, because it, it, yeah, it's, like it's so different. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising to a lot of people. So I, I would say, so that there's a few things. One, I, so I decided primary care um, and uh, because I wanted to develop that relationship thing, right? Like where you said that you kind of get to, you're, you're there, it's more intimate. You get to know these people, um, these families. Uh, it's, you're giving this really, I think, important foundational guidance for what is going to be the health of a family, a child, you know, the well-being of a mother even sometimes, right? So it's really impactful because I wanted to be that person who, you know, you're having a hard time with your child for X, Y, Z, whatever reason it is, because there's a million under the sun that you might go talk to your pediatrician, pediatric nurse practitioner, you know, lactation consultant, any of those things. So I, I wanted to be that person. Um, you know, you trust that person and you can go to them time and time again. And, and the more that you go to that person, the more you trust them. And I just, I wanted to be, to have that, right? Um, now the ICU, when I got into nursing, when I was in nursing school, I thought I wanted to do, um, anesthesia, uh, because, oh, I just wow. thought, okay. yeah, yeah, I just thought anesthesia was like really cool. I mean, I was, it's one of the reasons I went to the ICU. I also really liked ICU nursing, like in clinicals and college and stuff. And I could not help him, right? Like I literally yeah. couldn't get up. Yeah. Um, so with Ray, I think he sort of felt the same innate preparedness as you, or do you think that's a very much like maternal, motherly, nurturing vibe? And he had all the clinical knowledge and the book smarts, but he had to sort of like learn as he went with the babies. I think in most ways, he just had, he had the innate preparedness, especially for babies. Right. So I mm -hmm. think um, because I mentioned already, he was a NICU nurse for a little while, seeing the worst of it with babies, like this healthy yeah. full term, you know, my babies <laughs> are like, my babies are like nine pounds. I'm going to say you're like 15 toddlers. pound baby. <laughs> <laughs> they never uh, wear newborn clothes, not even yeah. for a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, our, our first one was only eight pounds, one ounce. That's small, right? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, no, he definitely, I mean, absolutely had a, a preparedness. I mean, he's an, he's an older brother. He's got three younger sisters. He just, I mean, being a nurse. I, so, so first of all, I think, you know, a male being a nurse almost prepares them more than like females being, being nurses yeah. for some reason. Yeah, it makes know. sense. Like something different, but, um, mm -hmm. but definitely definitely he was ready for anything with a baby. I think it's more overwhelming for him in the toddler phase to, to be honest. Um, okay. And I actually was going to touch on this before too. You asked like one of the hardest things, uh, you know, what would I say? One of the hardest things about motherhood is one of the hardest things about motherhood. And I would say controlling, and this is for myself. I think Ray feels it too. It's like controlling your own emotions when your kids are emotionally high in some sort of way whether that's okay. like, you know, they're frustrated, they're angry, whatever it is, or they're, you know, if 
one of them is doing something that's absolutely infuriating, right? Like to not <laughs> bring yourself to that level of being infuriated because it just elevates everything, right? Like you just don't fight fire with fire. Yeah. Um, and I think as a parent, learning to control your own emotions in response to your child um, can be really difficult, especially if you're in a stressful phase of life or whatever. Like I remember being like, 40 weeks pregnant with CC, my daughter, my like now one-year-old daughter with Cecilia and Nate, who's our like classic middle child. He's kind of, yeah. you know, more wild. And, wild, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he's just, he's stubborn. He's, but he's funny and amazing and all these wonderful things, but he is like, we knew he was nuts out before his first birthday. Like we're like, you are, you're <laughs> but <That's awesome. laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, and, and you, I'm like, I'm a million years pregnant. Right. And like sick of it and all these things. Right. And you're just like, your, your emotions are in a whatever place and, yep. and you don't have to be 40 weeks pregnant, but I'm just painting a picture, but mm-hmm. I, like, you know, you're just like, I swear if you do one more thing, I'm going to lose my mind that's not what they need. Right. They yeah. need, they need you like modeling that, you know, calmness, calmness. And helping them yeah. work through those emotions. And that's harder for some people than others. Like it's, I mean, I think it's hard for everybody, but if you're somebody who responds to, to big emotions with big emotion, it, it's, or you have a hard time it's yourself reg- regulating your own emotions. Yeah. It's tough, you know, or if you're anxious yeah. or, quick tempered or whatever. So, um, so anyway, my point here being that I think um, <laughs> it was more challenging. It's more challenging for Ray in this phase of life. <laughs> and yeah. I'm always saying like, well, he's three. So you know, <laughs> going to act like a three-year-old, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, so I think, you know, it, definitely in the hospital. No, like I could have given the babies to him and left and he'd be fine. Like I still can, I still can give my, I do all the time. Give my babies to him and leave. <laughs> You're like I can, but I don't do that. <laughs> he's a, he's, uh, he's uh, equally as much child rearing as I am these days. No, my point is in the hospital. No, there was never a moment where I was like, Oh gosh, she doesn't know what he's doing. We have an unusual family in that way because I think most people experience what you described, which is totally, which is where like uh, dad has no idea what to do here, but it's kind of cute and adorable <laughs> in a way. Totally, and he he would get really frustrated with me in the beginning, in the very beginning, because yeah. I always laughed at him. Um, yeah, like the yeah. first time he, he was like changing a blowout diaper and it just kept coming. I could, I was doubled over laughing. I could not stop laughing. And anyone <laughs> who's recovered from a C-section knows that laughing is like one of the most painful thing. <laughs> yeah. And I would yell at him and I'd be like, stop being so funny. It hurts. Stop Aww. being funny. And he's like, I'm not being funny. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I would like literally nearly wet my pants from laughing so hard. I'd be crying because I'm in pain and I'm laughing. Yes. And he's like so pissed. And I'm like, I just can't. I can't. This oh. is too funny. And I would like totally bend over, like, you know, what's that hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame? Like, I'd be like hunched over walking out of the family room because I could not be in his presence because I was laughing so hard. And oh. I wasn't laughing at him, I was loving process like I was yeah 
I felt like you said, I thought it was so like cute and endearing and just awesome just to like yeah. be in this moment, you know, I'm like, yes. I have like a husband changing my newborn, like one week old baby's diaper. This is amazing. Yeah. And he's so frustrated good. and it's so funny, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like, he, like, why can't he just see how awesome this is? You know, like, this is yeah. so great. We can clean up the poop. It's okay. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think that for my situation, the way that things happen, it was just, I don't know, just so great. You know, it's like, there's no other way to describe yeah. it. When people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing fucking fantastic. And it's <laughs> yeah. not because everything's good. I mean, I could give you a laundry list of things that are fucked up and not good, but we all can, every right? day is just, yeah, exactly. But every day is just so like, I don't know. It's so great. And it sounds so yeah. silly and like trivial, but like I'm breathing. Yeah. I yeah. had dinner. I've had hot water for my shower. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm just like super grateful that today was April 25th. One of my best friends from college's birthdays. We chatted, you know, we're recording this like lovely, uh, you know, chat that we've been trying to do, you know, and it's, just, it's exciting, yeah. you know, it's like an exciting yeah. day in life. And I don't know. I think people it's April, oftentimes... it's April 25th. It's the first date. I mean, the best. Date. Exactly. <laughs> the best date. Yeah, exactly. What's your idea? Of a date? Yeah. <laughs> April 25th, because all you need is a light sweater. Yeah, I was like, because it's not too hot or too cold, right? Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. And that was literally the weather here today. It so was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like ni a nice crisp morning. Yeah. Like I went for a jog this evening and I wore pants and a tank top. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. good yeah. mix of things. But yeah, I think I think people get overwhelmed very quickly, very easily, and also kind of forget the big picture. Yeah. I will say, I think the most frustrating thing about motherhood or parenting or whatever for me so far, and I'm only eight months into it being a human parent, yep. is when people who think they know better or know more or have the right answer for you mm -hmm. tell you something in a very like patronizing, condescending way. For example, yeah. people will say something to you, and this could be a friend, uh, you know, a sibling, a parent, a client, a coworker. It could be anyone. I'm not. I'm not saying oh. it has to be one person, but it could literally be anyone. A person in the grocery store, right? That's fucking people all over the place just want to just impart their own shit on you all the time. Project. Yes. But they'll say something to the effect of like, "Oh, I'm sure you ate crumbs off the floor. You you turned out fine." Yeah. Or like oh, you fell off your bike. You were fine. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, sure. I was, I never broke a bone growing up, but like, it doesn't mean other people won't fall off their bike and crack their skull open. Sure. You know, yeah. like, I, I mean, technically people... you lost the tip of your finger, but we won't go there, <laughs> but it's, I didn't break my finger. <laughs> I just lost the whole top of it <laughs> and half my face. It wasn't a bike. It was a go-kart. Okay. No big deal. Very no sensible activity for an eight-year-old. <laughs> Very sensible. All right. Listen, Everyone should get was, their hands stuck in the engine. It no was the deal. 90s. Okay. We didn't even have car seats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Sitting in the back of like right. station wagons and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I did eat dirt. And I also rode in the front seat of my mom's car, sports car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, do you remember when 
I, I think my mom, my mom had like a, a Lincoln, I guess. Yeah, she had a Lincoln Continental. Remember yeah, with the Bee Gees playing in the back? Yeah. Always. But remember, like, I was so short. Well, I mean, nothing's changed. But I was so short that I didn't never wanted to sit in, like, the regular seats. I couldn't see anything. And so I would yeah. put the armrest down in the middle, in like, the, the shoulder and yeah. sit on that. Yeah. Like, use the lap belt. Oh, my God, it's so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> if my kid ever did that nowadays, I'd be like, get in your seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if we were like driving you as an eight-year-old, but it's still been in a like five-point harness because you were miniature. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) oh my god, so funny! Oh my, oh my, how things have changed, right? (laughs) That's just, oh man, that's hilarious. Actually, so I was thinking about the other day. We don't have to get into specifics here on this podcast, but the song "Ring My Bell" came on, and I hope that that triggers some memories for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh how could it not i'm like and do you have a baseball just wearing our softball, softball uniforms <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like oh man and I think, i'm pretty sure we stole all that candy too <laughs> no i don't <laughs> think so you're like how much did that bag weigh I'm like what all the candy in my pocket <laughs> i'm not sure I might need to sit on the register. (laughs) I can't recall. (laughs) That's a great answer. Great answer. Perfect answer. At the moment in your life and career and everything, do you think sports played any sort of a role in that? And if so, how? And Mm -hmm. what sports did you play? Yes. And I think it's probably... Uh, I don't know. There's probably so many layers to this, right? <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I'm like, there's like, um, there's like 30 questions I could ask with that, but. Yes, absolutely. I believe that um, sports were foundational to developing my, I don't know, drive for things, my, I don't know, sense of accomplishment, uh, maybe even confidence, uh ability to work as a team. I mean, being a good teammate is so, I think, essential in, I, I mean, I'm sure there are things that yeah. you can do that don't require it, but like being a good teammate is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Just from a, like I said, foundational level. So I have played sports since um, I was um, probably pre-walking, like so <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I played softball in college. I played division three softball. Um, I mostly played division three because I was going to nursing school and I like really needed to be academically focused and, and all these, these other things. And, you know, D one athletics, you're kind of owned by the team. And, um, so I, I need a balance, focus. Yeah, right. I'm all exactly. about balance. Right. So, um, but I mean, that's one thing balance. I think you learn to balance things when you're, when you're an athlete, right. You, mm-hmm. you learn how to understand what your priorities are and the um, juggling act, the juggling act and the, and like constantly being on the go. Like, I feel like I'm disorganized here, but there are just so many things that I think benefit, yeah. you know, from playing sports. So anyway, I've played sports since I was literally not even walking. I, my parents didn't even know which hand I was dominant with when I learned to hit a baseball. Like they're like, well, I'm like, why do I hit right-handed? I am lefty. I'm very lefty. Well, you learned to hit when you were two and we didn't know you were lefty until you were three. 
And like, <laughs> look, looking back on it, I'm like, well, you could have switched me when I was three, but like, yeah, oh, exactly. Like I wasn't married to that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I learned, quote unquote, learned to hit when I was two and wasn't left-handed until I was three. Oh, I, I, I had two older brothers that I was constantly, you know, trying to be like and keep up with. Right. So you know, I played sports forever and ever. I played basketball. I played, so I played basketball, soccer, and softball. Um, softball happens to be the one that I continued on with um, into college. Um, I was a pitcher for softball, um, which I think I could do a whole other podcast about pitching. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? Preparing Seriously. you for some sort of life, right? Like, I was a goalie in soccer. So I think we, la- we joked in the beginning. shit positions. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I, see but it's, it's so funny because I look at it the other way, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, pressure is on. Like, get like Yeah, but because me, you, right? were, you were the right person for that job. I was so yeah. small. I, everyone would have scored on me and I would have felt like shit the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, you would have been you know? shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would have been like, don't kick it over there. It takes me 10 years to get over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, when I, you're- you used to, used to jump and touch the top of the goal, the, the yeah. post. And I'd be like, yeah, that's like 10 feet above my head. <laughs> yeah, because I was like a five foot six, eight year old. And you were like four foot two. <laughs> <laughs> literally probably like my whole life oh it's so terrible uh, but um but no but like I mean size aside and headedness and all that stuff I I I really and maybe I don't know maybe the sports made me into that right like maybe I don't know which came first the chicken or the egg but I like high pressure situations it's probably why I yeah. ended up in the ICU literally yeah. my my one of my first um reviews I ever had from a manager I see you she was like it's interesting because when the pressure gets higher like when the stakes in the room are higher and things get crazier you get calmer and I'm like <laughs> that's well, awesome that's great that's really, great feedback oh, yeah it was great feedback and I've obviously carried it with me for 10 years and I like you know take some pride in it but yeah I mean I was a I was a college pitcher like what if the pressure was on and I crumbled like what would happen like literally what would happen you just you can't you can't the the pressure has to you have to thrive on it right and and same thing with goalie like if I just you know when someone's going to take a penalty kick if you're just like I can't do it I gotta go like (laughs) you're gonna lose your team is going to lose so it I mean I think for me I was always in those like it's a team sport yeah but I was the and I was put me on the spot right I'm the goalie I'm the pitcher like you know if it's I might get blamed if it's a bad thing but you know I'll take all the glory right so um I think it shaped me in that way um you know I also I think I learned a good ability or maybe I just innately have a good ability to leave things on the field my mom almost used to get well, still, I mean, still probably does get a little bit pissed at me. Like she'd be like, how, how did you forget about that loss? Like I actually didn't take things that hard. I mean, I did like, I'd be upset. <laughs> oh but my God, like, amazing. Later on in the day, I'd be like, oh, like whatever, let's go shopping or let's go, I don't know, to the bar or whatever. I, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh my she's God, like, that's aren't, amazing. You, aren't you upset about the game today? I'm like, no, I can't change it. Like the game happened. I, it sucked. Yeah. I did not do that well. And I want to move on. (laughs) It's so funny because like, I feel like I'm the opposite and I'm sure you can remember like 
out of a bad game or even like growing up and this is so silly but it happened if the yankees or the giants or whatever would lose like a big game or something i'd really feel that yes you know <laughs> yeah i'd really i'd really like embody that, that. <laughs> i think like we align so much with so many things but i i do know that that is one um maybe difference between us i do remember that about yeah. you I, yeah I, totally i mean i used to like I, I mean, God forbid we lost a game in high school. I mean, dear yeah. Lord. Or you remember like the travel <laughs> softball teams we played on? Like, yeah. goodness gracious. I mean, I was like all in, balls to the wall the entire time. Yeah. I did not know that it was a game. <laughs> Someone yeah. failed to tell me that it's a game. I mean, the game yeah. is over. You can walk away and go get ice cream with the other team. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, with the other team. Hold on. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> She's like, wait, I mean, we need to draw a line there. Wait, draw. There's a line in the sand somewhere, Carly. I, I think I'm unusual probably for athletes. I think most people take it a little harder, probably more like you do, especially if they're serious athletes. I was very serious getting on the field. I was very serious during it. Very, very competitive. I'm still very competitive, but I just leave it on the field. I don't know. I have like the memory of a goldfish for bad things, right? Like if something <laughs> bad happened, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's over now. Like, I, I mean, yeah, which is I, good though. I, I think that's healthy. I, I, I do too. I, I mean, I, I think it's what helped me be an ICU nurse just to tie it back from that to that. I think, you know, it's like, it's oh, healthy. Well, affects me and like I left it in the hospital like I mean occasionally I brought things home and I you know call someone and have to vent about it be like oh my god this is so sad today or whatever but then I get it off my chest and I'm pretty much done with it I think yeah. there's something something to really be said for that because for for me I never have been a I need to call someone and vent about it person I yeah. am I need to take that energy and funnel it into something productive that's going to make me feel like like I'm still winning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 